0: Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. And welcome to another hour dedicated to exploring exactly what enlightenment means and what it is to be enlightened. Indeed, an hour devoted to learning something more about ourselves, an hour designed to help us integrate all of our knowledge and perhaps even challenge some of our ideas about the world we live in and the people we have become. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. All right. Now, every week I read some of your letters as our way of respecting the very important role you have in helping us to make this show successful. Last week our guest was Dr. Norman Shealy, and our subject was energy medicine. Rebecca wrote, "What an amazing person!" I agree with that. Rebecca. Elaine wrote, "It was a fantastic show today with Dr. Shealy. We all felt healed just being there." I know I did, and a few others said the same thing. Diva Doc noted in our chat room, it was thrilling to hear from a pioneer in energy medicine, one who helped guide my professional choices. Linda wrote, Dr. Taylor's advice about service and what it contributes to your life is absolutely true. My life and my community is evolving in ways I could never have imagined. Well, it works for everybody, Linda. Linda. Uh, I think of service as one of the natural equalizers. Uh, You don't need to be affluent, famous, successful, or anything else to help another. And the reward you gain from doing so is rich and powerfully enduring. Thanks for your letter, Linda. Mary Lou wrote, I love your work and respect you very much. Thank you for educating me and helping my spiritual growth. I love to listen to you on Hay House, and I have several of your CDs. Wow. Thank you, Mary Lou, for your wonderful words. Jenny wrote, I am doing your Mystical Mind program right now and loving it. Anytime I come across someone that has any issue they are struggling with, I always recommend your products. You and Ravinder are wonderful, and I am so grateful that you really do take care of your customers. Well, we're very grateful for clients like you, Jenny. Thanks. Elizabeth wrote, your free MP3 programs have healed so much for me that I don't know how to express my gratitude. Well, Elizabeth... You just did, and for all of you, remember that you too can get your free InterTalk MP3 programs by going to my website, intertalk i n n e r t a l k dot com. These are not samples; they are the regular InterTalk programs we sell twenty seven ninety five every day of the week, using our patented technology and scientifically proven effective. So just go to intertalk choose free programs from the left hand navigation pane. Desiree wrote. Hello, I faithfully listen to your Hay House radio show every week, even though at least 50% of the time I have absolutely no idea what you, the guests, or callers are talking about. I listen with devotion for the exposure to new, to me, ideas, concepts, theories, debates. I deeply appreciate your broad and diverse subject matters, from dolphins and lions, to living sound waves, to energy manifestations, to communal living like Tommenhor. Thank you, and thanks for pronouncing Oregon correctly. Many times, out-of-staters mispronounce it, Oregon. Well, you're more than welcome, Desiree, and I do apologize if some of the shows seem technical or obtuse. Stay in there. I I know new information sometimes is just, uh, well, it's strange. We're very glad to have you as a regular listener, so thank you. And Kim wrote, Eldon, thanks for the lovely newsletter, and basically, thank you for being you. Wow. Thank you, Kim, and for all of you, remember to sign up for my free newsletter when you're at the site downloading your free MP3s. All right, that's all the time we're going to take for letters, but I do invite you to opine by sending your email to elden at eldentaylor.com or by joining me on Facebook. You can also just leave comments on my website. I do try to read all of your letters. Obviously, we can't get them all on the air, but they do impact our programming, and thank you once again for your support now to today's show living in the light what does it mean to live in the light for approximately 30 years now i've signed letters off love and light both words in caps what is the light is this a reference to living fully awake or does it have something more to do with a place like heaven or the electromagnetic continuum or simply some special state of luminosity The metaphysical and mystical literature addresses the light differently. There is an obvious contrast between light and dark, and in this metaphor, light is often the informed, awake, spiritually aware, and dark is the opposite. So those uh, who might be serial killers, by way of an example, are so totally asleep that they are the darkest of dark human possibilities. In other words, light and dark often are used to refer to good and evil, awake and asleep, and so forth. Now, another use of light in the metaphysical sense refers to the light or presence of God, the God within all, the good in all, etc., that's present when you pass over. This is the light commonly seen in near-death experiences. There are some that attempt to draw parallels between the light, as described in physics, particularly by Einstein and that of metaphysical or spiritual reality. There are also direct references to the light in religious literature, such as when God says in the biblical tradition, let there be light, or when James chapter 1 and 17 describes God as, father of lights, close quote. All of us are light, father of lights. In Exodus, God showed himself to the Israelites at night as a light-giving pillar of fire, light enough for them to travel by. There is also near-universal reference by all extant religions to something like auras or halos, the light within, ceremonial use of light, white light as reference to purity and peace or divine presence. And I could continue, but does any of this make the matter any clearer? So I guess the question is, what does our guest mean by living in the light? Since our guest today is a channel and medium, you may find her answers quite interesting. I read her book as a manuscript and suggested she use Hay House's Balboa Press to publish it. From wherever the material for the book originates, I know you will find practical, no-nonsense advice that enables a better life. Our guest today is Susan Newton. She is not only the author of Living in the Light but she is also a certified NLP practitioner, stress management counselor, spiritual, spiritual counselor, medium and interactive verbal channel, sharing messages from a collective called Electra and Friends. Susan is also one of the radio hosts with USC on Blog Talk Radio, hosting the show Living in the Light. So welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Susan Newton.
1: Thank you so much, Eldon. It's really a pleasure and an honor to be a guest on your show. I love you and all the information that you bring forward and all of the healing that you provide people opportunities with, as well as Hay House. I've always been a big fan of Hay House and many years ago attended an I Can Do It conference, so...
0: So now you're, you're a Hay House author, even. I mean, you know, Balboa Press is a division of Hay House. So congratulations and, and welcome aboard. So first of all, I, you know, I've got to ask you about this channeling stuff. Now, you and I, we have a relationship. I've been on your radio show. We've emailed. And, and, and again, I looked at your book. But, but for our listening audience... Uh, You know, bring us up to date. When did you first become a channel? When did you first discover mediumistic abilities? How did you integrate it in your life?
1: Well, it's an interesting question, and I'll make it as brief as possible. But it definitely has a history to it. Um, I was an at-home mom with four children. They are range from at this point in time twenty-six to fifteen, and hadn't really had any experience with any of this. matter of fact, I would go so far as to say that I didn't have a clue as to what any of it was and literally hadn't even heard of one piece of information of it all the way up until I was about um, probably 37, 36, 37, right around there. And I had a lot of experiences in my life with my children and with relationships that brought me to a place where I uh, was yearning for something more to be able to bring peace into my own life. I had some health issues that I was dealing with and really opened, it opened up a gateway, I guess I would describe it as a gateway for me to step onto a new path and into a whole new world to my awareness. And that being said, from that moment on, I started reading books, I read quite a bit of Wayne Dyer's information, Esther and Jerry Hicks, Louise Hay, Greg Braden, many, many, many of the authors that are uh, with Hay House, as a matter of fact. And I also had gotten divorced and was on my own with four children and started an interior design business, so finishing, which is a very physical activity. I had never heard of meditation before in my life, and come to find out, the physical form of, of color washing that I do faux finishing is very repetitive. And what I experienced through that was receiving information. I all of a sudden started to hear things, how I would describe hear something. I started having thoughts that I knew were not my own. And I, I guess that I had had some experience of that before, but I didn't know really what it was because I wasn't aware of any of those definitions. So I just thought that everybody felt things. I've always been very empathic as well. But anyway, the long story short of that, as I was out and about so finishing in people's homes, I literally began to hear insights and wisdom uh, from spirit, from the you know, from the angels, from God, from spirit. I tend to call it spirit because what I know to be true, after all of the years of doing this now, it's described to me as one voice, where we are all one. It, it comes through in a way that provides insight and information that allows for people to move forward in their lives in a more conscious way. And I began to write all of it down. This is probably, well, it's like 10 to 12 years ago. And I, I literally had books and books of stuff that was coming through. I heard that I was going to help raise the collective consciousness within myself as I led my life. And the more that I wrote, the more that I heard, and the more that I heard, the more that I wrote. <laughs> and then I came to know that I was going to be writing a book. And through all of this, my children are still being raised, and I'm you know, having to find ways to make ends meet, and then I started hearing as well from people's deceased relatives, and that was also through faux finishing. So my faux finishing career, my actual physical career, ended up being a catalyst and a gateway for spirituality to come into my life.
0: Okay. Now, I understand that there are several entities, even groups, that you channel. Yeah. Share with us a little bit about who it is that or, – or, you know, who I, – I, I don't want to say why, but, yeah, okay – who is it that comes through you?
1: Well, what I know to be true, and again, of course, just like anyone, whatever resonates with people is wonderful, and each person has their own blueprint or gift that that, they, that allows them to receive information. So what I have heard and what I call in when I sit down and allow for spirit to come in is that it is the Palladian and Arcturian emissaries of light, the um, Archangelic League of Light, the Rainbow Leagues of Light, the Ancestors, Spirit Guides, and as well as Spirit deceased relatives who are of the light and for the light. And it's always qualified in that form, even when I sit down, whether I bring it through in a channel where my voice and eyes and face change, similar to how Esther brings through Abraham. It's very similar to that, as a matter of fact. And they they love to interact with people one-on-one. But whether it's when my voice changes, or whether I just sit and allow the information to land in thought and speak it myself. That's the collective that comes through, uh, and it's always connected to other people's higher self. In other words, their higher self insight and wisdom that they always carry with them. They, we, we all have insight and wisdom that we have with us all the time. Sometimes we just don't hear it, or we're um, too busy in our physical day or a physical life that we're focused on things that don't allow that to come through so
0: okay now you were 36 years old thereabouts before yep. this started to happen and yep. and I you know I heard uh, some tentative uh, defensive, posturing when I asked you about it, the, the kind that goes, you know, whatever anybody wants to believe, this is as I believe it, they're entitled to their belief. And, and and I and I understand that. So my question, I guess, is how did the people that knew you, family, friends, et cetera, you know, those around you, how did they respond to these changes in your life? And how did that influence you?
1: You know, it's, it's an interesting question because I would say that it was really more of my own reactiveness that I paid closer attention to than the people around me. And I literally had to get comfortable in my own skin with what I was experiencing. And so although the question is how did they respond to it, I really literally paid more attention to how I was reacting and or interacting with what they were bringing forward. And so some of them, you know, actually my my mom and dad and my brother, I don't think that I shared all of this with them for quite a while. Um, And then I did end up sharing with them. And my brother is now on his own spiritual path, and we talk about it all the time. And he's he's come right up to speed very quickly and is on his own journey and experiencing amazing things. Um, He was very supportive. I think he was a little questioning of it in the beginning, it was kind of fun to hear his responses as I would share things with him. And I would have to sit back and listen uh, and think about how I felt with it. My parents, I did not feel comfortable at all at first sharing with them because they are still very religiously founded and grounded, which is beautiful. It's how I was raised. And I feel that everybody has the opportunity to experience all different things. Um, And so it was a big growth experience for me to feel comfortable sharing it with other people, paying attention to the fact that, oh, I still care about what that person thinks, rather than knowing that, well, this is who I am, this is very important to me, and it's what I obviously came here to share and to be, and feeling comfortable with putting that out there when it was appropriate, because, of course, sometimes it's inappropriate, and discerning in a, in a more, um, not, not in a right or wrong way, but in a discerning way does this serve my highest good to share this or not? Uh, my children, they were very receptive as far as supporting me, but they certainly didn't understand it. They, <laughs> there came a time, I think it was about two- or three-year period, where I literally got up every morning, sometimes at 3.30, sometimes at 5.30, depending, because I would get awakened by spirit to write. I'd have a sentence running in my head, and I'd have to get up and start writing. And then when I wrote, all the rest of it would come out. So they would get up in the morning and there was mom sitting down on the sofa meditating (laughs) Mm. and uh, they would just kind of look and go, okay. So they were supportive with by in, in the sense that they didn't judge and I was always very honest with them. So it's been unique. The whole process has been unique. I used to think, well, I can't share this because people will think I'm nuts. I remember saying that, well, you can only share this with certain people and then through the course of time, I got to a place where I feel as though I could share this with anyone who is open to receiving it, and it's fine if they're not, and I'm so I'm just comfortable with just being, and I also watch my brother go through that process, so it's, it's very fun to get to a place where you can little, literally just be aware and be able to interact with who you are as an individual, as a spirit in human form, as I would call it.
0: That's great now, you know around here we like to know a little bit about the messenger as well as the message so i I have to ask you another question before we get into your book. yeah, you're no longer a home decorator you have you you, you have your own radio show and you have a a counseling uh, uh, business, I guess uh, it includes coaching, et cetera. when you're doing that, and when you're helping another person, let's say you're coaching. Do you ever rely on uh, and or are coached yourself by the other side and what you tell these people, what you tell your clients?
1: What, can you ask that one more time about what, what I'm not sure that I understood? Sure,
0: sure. Uh, w- it, when you're counseling with uh, or, or coaching with your yes. clients, uh-huh. uh, are you receiving information okay. that you're you. relaying on to them from the other side?
1: Okay, I get the question. First of all, I want to be um, very clear. I do still do home decorating because I am not making enough money at this business yet (laughs) to stop home decorating. So, And that is my goal. It's always been my goal to be able to have the book and be able to um, go around and do speaking engagements and have that be my mainstay. So that is my goal. Right now I do all of it and the radio show, so I'm a busy girl. (laughs) Um, But yes, when I do sit with people, uh, especially individuals, is different from a group. It's not different in the way that it's done or the way that I perceive it, but it's just a little bit different in how it unfolds. Um, I absolutely sit, and what it feels like to me is that I connect to all of the energy that is in the space uh, I feel as though I'm connected or I can, I guess, interpret the energy that I'm in. And so when do I you, share with someone, I'm absolutely sharing with what I'm hearing and also what I'm feeling and also what I know to be true from what I've learned.
0: And do you disclose this to your clients? Yes. So so they all know that they're not just dealing with Susan, the coach, or counselor, are uh, they dealing with the Electra and yes. and others?
1: Yes, Electra. Uh, okay. and, and, yes, and Electra, actually, the way that that name even came forward, I had no idea. I had never even heard of the Pleiadians or the Pleiades. And when I first spoke the channeling rather than writing it, I was actually very uncomfortable doing that. It was a weird thing, a unique thing. And... Um, I had to get used to that, and I did get used to that, and instead of hearing a sentence in my head, I would hear a specific word combination in my head that would allow me to speak it if I chose to, and then I heard that who was speaking was Electra, that it was a collective, that it was one voice for, for many, and I felt guided to look it up online, at which point I discovered that Electra is actually one of the names of the Pleiades, one of the seven sisters of the star constellation, the Pleiades. So that was a unique thing as well.
0: Now, you know, I guess just so I clear this up, maybe I'm the only one confused. Normally when you think of the Pleiades, you're thinking of, of um, aliens, uh, but you're not you're not talking, or are you talking with aliens, or communicating with aliens, Are you communicating with someone that's passed over, that's on the other side? Uh, clear that up for me, will you?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. And how I would perceive that to be is that there are star beings, angelic beings, um, also ancestors who have led more than one life, maybe not just on this planet. So I guess some people may. Call that or term that an alien? I wouldn't necessarily use that term, um, but I would call it where we come from, all of all of that which we are, the universal energy, God, source, spirit. So I don't call it alien, but another person may think that. Oh, she's talking to aliens. Well, if that is their definition, by virtue of where they come from, then. You know, that would be their definition. I look at it as though it's a universal truth, a universal wisdom that we're all one. Uh, And I don't term it being an alien or an extraterrestrial. I just feel as though it's that we are all one with more than what we can see here on this planet.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess my question goes more to the point that, uh, do you see this as a corporal entity somehow doing thought transmission across the constellation and or as ascended master and or as a, you know, a spirit from the other side? Um, you know, uh, th- th- that's a general general. And in a word, what would you say?
1: I would say yes to all of those things because that's what it feels <laughs> like to me. That's what I hear. All right,
0: we we have a hard break coming up, Susan. We'll pick it up when we come back on the okay. other side of the break. But I, I want to get into your book. It's a marvelous book. The book is Living in the Light. There are uh, connections at my website, links that will lead you there. You're listening to Provocative Enlightenment on Hay House Radio. We're talking with Susan Newton. If you're not already in our chat room, now is a great time to join in the conversation. Ravinder has a surprise video for you today and i guarantee it will stimulate both a good laugh and some serious conversation so stay tuned you don't want to miss what's coming up we'll be right back
2: do you feel like you've become lost in a funhouse, only seeing the reflection of yourself past future and present but unable to find the real you i invite you to step through the doorway and onto the path leading to understanding
1: of your mind your choices, and the influences that surround you. Read Elton Taylor's New York Times best-selling book, Choices and Illusions, now expanded,
2: updated, and revised. It will provide you with real-life examples of how you can break free from your current perceptions and begin your journey to how
1: high is up. Get your copy today from all bookstores or online from Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble.
2: Close your eyes. Imagine your goals and dreams. What's preventing you from accomplishing them? Most often, we are our own worst enemies. I can't. I'm not good enough. It's time to reprogram that inner dialogue. Replace all those negative self-images with, I'm good. I am powerful. I can do anything. Eldon Taylor's InnerTalk patented subliminal technology does just that. Researched at numerous universities such as Stanford and by governments such as Mexico and Germany, InnerTalk has repeatedly been proven effective at changing your self talk. Stop imagining your goals and make them a reality today. Visit www.intertalk.com. That's I N N E R T A L K.com. InnerTalk.com
0: Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. And welcome back. If you just joined us, we're discussing with Susan Newton her new book, Living in the Light. But before we get back to today's show, I want to invite you to like our Facebook fan page for Provocative Enlightenment Radio. As a fan of the show, you'll receive special announcements and incentives from time to time as our way of thanking you for your support. I would also like to invite you to join me on Facebook while you're there. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter. If you like our show, do please spread the word. We genuinely appreciate your support. Now, let's get back to the show. Susan, I want to talk about the book now. You're a wonderful person, and I I, I like to get that out so that everybody has a feeling for who you are and your honesty and your candidness. But there's a lot going on in the world today, and um, you have some, some definite ideas as to how we should handle that based on the book. And, and you know, there are many that would suggest we should essentially bury our heads in the sand, and by that I mean they suggest that we unplug from what's happening in the world, not just discriminate carefully about what information we intake, but shut off the news altogether. There are others that insist we have a spiritual duty, part of our dharma, to actively seek to create a better world, and we cannot do that by being ignorant of current affairs. What do your sources tell you about this, Susan?
1: That's a wonderful, wonderful question, and I've actually gone through my own process with that and uh, because, of course, I think it is a process. And when you are in a place where you're learning to address who you are, what you are, what you think, feel, behave, and act about the things that are going on around you, sometimes you are in a place where you need to close yourself off a little bit from that and allow yourself to get to know who you are better and to be able to feel your feelings. Uh, But in the end, after you've come to a place where you really are comfortable with who you are and you understand that you can interact with anything, there's a wonderful example that I think, two or three probably even of the Hay House authors have used before, and I love to share it with people. It's that when you're cooking in your kitchen, you have sugar, you have flour, you have pepper, you have red peppers, you know, you have cayenne pepper, you have all sorts of things from soup to nuts and everything in between. And just because you are um, in the kitchen with everything doesn't mean you have to use everything all the time. But you can still be in the kitchen with everything. You don't need to put pepper in in your cake. You don't need to put sugar in your chili. It's just a matter of being comfortable with being with everything. And so I think when you come to a place of really being comfortable in your own skin and knowing that all things truly have their purpose and their reason, when you can come to a place of being able to focus on a positive outcome and bring that into your focus, then I think that it's very important if you're in that place to be able to coexist with everything without judgment, and also focus on the positive areas of all things. I don't think that you can learn how to forgive something unless you have something to forgive. That's one of my most favorite books of Neil Donald Walsh is The Little Soul in the Sun, it's a children's book, but I think it brings the most profound message that anybody could ever grab onto. And I think if every adult could grab onto that, that, you know, the, the things that we might perceive to be, quote, bad, aren't that at all. It's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to interact rather than react and to discern rather than judge.
0: Okay. Well, you state that our choices make a difference. And personally, I, of course, agree. And, and, and Indeed, I mean, I do believe that we have free will. But recently, I've had several letters and notes dealing with karma. Many of them suggest that karma is inevitable, and therefore, whatever happens is supposed to happen. And that's what Neil Donald Walsh argued on this radio station. And there is nothing that can be done to prevent it. Indeed, one person actually suggested that the deaths in the sweat lodge tragedy that occurred in Arizona were a matter of karma. What do your sources tell you about this?
1: Well, interestingly enough that you would even bring that circumstance up because I actually attended three or four of James Ray's events and uh, had wonderful, amazing experiences. I was guided not to go To the next one that I was slated to go to, which was, in fact, the spiritual warrior, which was in um, Sedona a couple of years prior to that incident occurring, and I don't know that I would buy into the fact that it's karma. My knowing is that I don't know everything that's occurring. I find that I actually have a chapter in the book that's called, um, Was It Really Meant to Be?, Actually, I don't know if, yeah, was it, it, mm-hmm. was it really meant to be? Because your right. choices come to a place, uh, you know, when when are you going to forgive? What, what karma is put out there, at least my definition that I've heard from other people that I now have redefined for myself, is that, okay, if you do this, then you're going to have this happen. Well, how long do we need to perpetuate that cycle? How long do you need to perpetuate that? When do you make a choice? to forgive and not have to do it again so to me i don't i don't buy into that theory of karma in the old definition i kind of have learned uh, something different in the way that i look at it and so i guess that would be my answer i i don't i i think that everybody has definite things that we've come here to do and we're we're absolutely working with past life experiences and circumstances, but I also think that we know just a fraction of really all that's going on right now. And that's okay, part now. of my message to people.
0: <laughs> all right. Now, this is Provocative Enlightenment, so here it goes. You ready? <clears throat> yes. Uh, you, Nana Yoga is the yoga of the intellect, and there are lots of folks that kind of think, you know, intellectual inquiry is beneath them. Uh, but with that bit of an introduction, let me, let me just ask you straightforward when you talk about choices krishnamurti said choice is an illusion if i know clearly what i'm going to do um you know there is no choice and so i, I choice only arises out of confusion and yet if 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 we're confused and, and if we're making these choices you know how how can we be living in the light what exactly is the light to you is it a continual state of of progress uh in a direction that has some confusion to it or you heard the set up piece tell us we've got lots of callers so (laughs) in in a couple of minutes tell us what is the condition of living in the light susan
1: well my perception of living in the light is living in a more conscious aware state it's a combination of allowing for your spiritual being to be awakened within physical form, to lead your life as though it were heaven on earth. In other words, a lot of times people think, well, okay, you're going to lead your life, and you're going to go back, and you're going to look at it, and you're going to see what you did and how you need to adjust it. I, My version or my perception of what living in the light is is to shift your perception while you're here, to become more conscious through your physicality and understand that spirit is physical as well. I mean, we are spirits in human form. We are spirits leading a human experience. And so to me, living in the light is not light or dark in that sense, which you had given that in the beginning. To me, Mm -hmm. it's more of understanding that we're all of the light, and it's just a matter of how you choose to experience your life, how you choose to move forward and discern so, and not judge and forgive and not.
0: so before we take a phone call let me let me see if this works with you you're essentially saying if i understand you correctly that it's a process and that there is this light within us and that in this process like a rheostat we sort of turn it up we become more and more aware and that is what you mean by living in the light have i got that
1: Yes, yep, becoming more aware and living consciously instead of just kind of going along on autopilot without paying attention or hiding your feelings. So many people are not willing to allow themselves to feel things, and uh, that's part of the process of living in the light is allowing for your emotions to be there, acknowledging what you're experiencing, let yourself experience it, but then move forward to a better feeling place of it
0: process of inquiry i'd so so totally agree i've got to ask you one more question before we go to the phones uh and i have to ask you this uh again because you're on provocative enlightenment so first <laughs> let me frame the question recently as a guest on another radio show i was asked about the occupy wall street movement uh-huh. i basically suggested that it was civil disobedience expressing group difference in a manner that simply creates a sort of class warfare. That said, I went on to articulate my agreement with almost all of their issues. So it wasn't the issues I was disagreeing with. In my view, we shouldn't be bailing out banks. The Federal Reserve should be done away with. The fractional reserve system is a joke that robs the average taxpayer. The tax code should be rewritten and so forth. The premises of, of the Wall Street protests. Still, my point was how on earth are these things going to be accomplished given the methods and manners in which the protesters are using. So Susan, with that bit of an intro, isn't this an instant where we should be focused, as you say in your book, on the solution instead of the issue?
1: Absolutely. I I think that that is uh, one of the most important pieces of information that can be put out there. And it's just a matter of more and more and more people being able to shift their perception of that. I I think that so many people have been so used to focusing on what's going on and not understanding that by law of attraction, law of vibration, they're actually drawing more of that to them rather than focusing on the solution and being able to bring new energy into it. So absolutely, I agree wholeheartedly.
0: All right, let's go to the phones. We have a very patient caller that joined us right at the top of the of the show. Julie on line one from Lakes well from Oregon Julie, welcome to the show. Hi you have a question
1: i I do
2: um for Susan first, I want to say thanks for taking my call and I appreciate hearing your
1: story. It sounds and feels uh Similar to where I am in my life, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but lots of changes are going on. Uh-huh. So it's just validating to hear your story. But oh, um, I'm I'm just having trouble with interpreting my um, or getting insight into what in um, what direction to go next. You know, I'm praying, meditating, journaling. I've been have I've had some readings, some healings. I've seen a shaman healer. But um, so I was. Guess I was just calling to see. I don't know if you today are doing. Well, actually, or, what you what you brought up is one of the most commonly asked questions. <laughs> I'm <laughs> that sure. That and relationships, <laughs> yeah. And it's so interesting because uh, the insight and information that I continually hear pertaining to that is the same. And I'm sure it's very important for it to be brought out. So thank you for the question, um, spirit, or your your angels or your guides, however it is, the Ascended Masters, however it is that you connect to those things, um, and your higher self in particular, your higher self insight and wisdom, which is, of course, connected to all of it automatically. You, you literally are everything already. It's your discovery to choose your path. It's your discovery. It's, it's your ability to literally go out there, think about it, you know, introspectively, what is it that you would like to do? What is it that makes your heart sing? What is it that you're capable of doing? What are your gifts? This is part of the process of becoming more aware more conscious, is literally tapping into who you are and what you are. And it's not that I'm saying that, you know, doing energy work and having healings and all of those things aren't very significant, because they are. That's another way of caring for yourself and reconnecting to energy patterns and to the blueprint that already exists within you. All of us that are on this path do those things. But in the end, it comes down to your ability to discover who and what you desire to be in this time frame. You're in the point of power. You're literally in the present moment if you allow yourself to be, and you're creating your future by being as present as possible. You actually have very, very um, creative abilities. You're very empathic, it feels like to me, and your ability to move forward in the way that you desire to is right there. It's just a matter of you continuing to walk.
0: Okay. Does that answer your question, Julie? Yeah.
1: You know, we always like more specifics. And that's exactly what they love not to give. They love to push people's buttons a little bit because they really want us to think. You know, they want Mm -hmm. us to not just think, but to feel and and be. Really, really connect to what it is that you came here to be. Be that what you came here to be. You're the only one that can answer that for yourself.
0: Isn't part of the challenge there, Susan, you know, the living into yourself? I mean, actually daring to do what it is that you're feeling called to do?
1: Yes, it is. And that goes back to your choice again, because it, you know, change can be thought of as a, quote, death, because we are so afraid of change. And it takes courage to walk through that process. And change is, in fact, what allows you a lot of times to rediscover the things and remember with those things that, that you've been all along, but you haven't allowed yourself to go there yeah
0: Julie thank you for calling thanks for
1: thanks. taking my call thanks
0: so much <laughs> let's uh, let's go to Andrea from New Jersey <sighs> Andrea you're on the air Hi. what uh, what what is your question today
2: um, my question is um, for Susan first of all thank you for taking my call I um, I seem to be um, stuck I guess emotionally um, I tend to I seem to be um, not able to get somebody out of my mind, and I can't seem to understand why.
1: Is this a masculine energy? Yes. Yeah. Um, May I share with you? Yes. Okay. Part of what you're experiencing right now is your ability to accept the masculine energy that lives within yourself. That's a lot of the information that comes through and a lot of the healing that it's time to have occur right now. They're always sharing about communication and your ability to speak truthfully and honestly and take responsibility for your relationships. And so what you're experiencing right now is part of your process of being able to interact with yourself pertaining to this specific individual. Communicate with yourself and also communicate honestly in a very empowered way with that person. Does that make sense to you?
2: Communicate in a very honest way with that person.
1: Okay. And with yourself, yeah. It, it's very important because it's your, it's your ability to be empowered. It's your ability to be able to um, move forward in a positive way and in a loving way with honor and respect without thinking that another person has to make you happy because, of course, you're the one that can make yourself happy. You're the one who can be happy if you allow yourself to experience the things that are going on within yourself. Okay. It's a way for you to learn how to communicate more with yourself and understand and know that you're literally working on becoming whole, understanding that the masculine and the feminine energies for a very long time have viewed each other as being separate, and they're not. We carry the masculine within us as females, and the masculine carries the feminine within them as males. And so as we communicate with each other, it allows for healing to occur if we're able to be honest and if we're able to be loving and if we're able to also be empowered and make choices that serve the highest good.
0: Okay. Can Does that you, answer your question, Andrea?
1: Um,
2: y- y- can I just ask one other
0: of course, go ahead. Um,
2: can um, Can you tell if this person is feeling the same way?
1: This person has um, things that they're not speaking clearly. They're not expressing uh, themselves clearly. And so apparently, and now I'm getting really, really hot, which when I get very, very hot, that means that uh, Metatron and... Uh, St. Germain are coming in, which is ending of old patterns and beginning of new patterns. And so, therefore, if you've got something going on that another person is not speaking clearly, it gives you an opportunity to speak clearly and also let go of expectation. You only are responsible for your choices. You're only responsible for your thoughts, words, behaviors, feelings, and actions. And so when you communicate with someone, it is very imperative for it to be from a place where you're not expecting something, you're not communicating because you have an outcome that you want to get. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm
2: not communicating because it's not an outcome that I want?
1: Yeah. In other words, you don't want to, you're, you're not going to sit and say, well, I'm going to say this to him because I really want to have this happen. In right. other words, you just need to speak clearly and honestly, taking responsibility for it, knowing that what is meant to be or the thing that serves the highest good will unfold and that's okay. i think the most challenging thing of learning how to communicate from an honest and truthful and responsible way because of course a lot of times we do want what we want
2: <laughs> right. right 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 yeah okay yeah All it right. has
1: a beautiful outcome i feel like so thanks so much for bringing that forward
2: i'm sorry did you say the beautiful outcome
1: yes oh bless you thank you you're welcome <laughs>
2: Alrighty, have a great day. Thank you.
0: you Thank you for calling, Andrea. All right, let's take one more call. We'll go to line three and speak with Natalie from Brooklyn, New York. Natalie, welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. You have a question for Susan.
2: Yes, my question is, um, thank
1: you for your program very much. Thank you. Uh, What is my, like, what is the best for me? How can I express myself in the best way in 2012? You can express yourself in the best way by being the most honest and joyful person that you can be. Allow yourself to be happy and to be truthful and to be honest. And if you can do that for yourself, things will unfold for you. It's literally you being able to pay attention to the things that you're choosing for yourself and moving forward on your path in that way.
0: Are you good with that, Natalie?
1: Yes, thank you very much. Thank
0: you. No. thank you.
1: God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. Thank
0: you for calling. You know, I think uh, maybe I spoke. We'll try one more quick call. We have a couple minutes left. So let's go to line five and talk to Ann from Johnson City, Tennessee. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Ann.
1: Oh, hello. Hi. Um, I would just like to know if there's any kind of message for me. I'm starting a new business, a holistic business, and um And I was just wondering what kind of advice and uh, if there's any message from um, the channeling.
0: Very quickly. You have about one minute to answer that one, Susan.
1: Okay. Well, I feel like that it's very important that you surround yourself with people that will be supportive and um, that you'll be able to be comfortable with. I feel like that you need to make a few changes there. And that, again, those are all in your choices. They're your ability to see clearly for what you're able to um, coalesce with, what you're able to work with in a way that serves the highest good. I feel like there's some changes there still to be made, and there are new people coming in that will facilitate a really, really wonderful um, group that will allow your business to move forward in a really positive way. You have all sorts of ideas out there and all sorts of plans. You've already done a lot of the legwork, it feels like, so good for you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. you. Does that
0: answer your question, Ann?
1: Yes, yes, sort of, yeah. Um I guess yeah. Um it's the people. There's there's a, a big piece in the people that you bring in with you. Oh, you mean this lifetime? In this business that you're starting. The group of people that you choose to work with you because this isn't just supposed to be you doing this business. There's a group of people that are working with you and who you choose is very important. Okay, thank you.
0: And I'm sorry, we're we're just out of time. Thank you for calling in, and I apologize to the rest of the callers for not being able to get your phone call. One of these days, maybe we'll just turn this show into a two-hour show. But listen, Susan, everybody's going to want to know how to get to you, how to you know where to find your book, uh, you know where your radio show is. So you know, uh, share all that information, your website, etc., with us all, please. Oh, thank you so much. Well, my website
1: is www.blessingsfromspirit.com, and you can get my book there. You can schedule sessions or group sessions or speaking engagements there. I have another website that is www.angelsnownetwork.com, and that's a group of people that I work with that are wonderful, and we do three to four workshops, conference workshops per year. Um, and then you can also reach me at usc it's www.uscnetwork.ning.com and that is the Okay network. and
0: Susan we're out of time it's a great okay. book living in the light I, i'm very glad that you joined us today we've come to the end of uh, another hour of provocative enlightenment and i hope you will join us again i hope you did enjoy our show this today remember believing in yourself always matters